you guys it's your boy dj raven welcome into the in the shadow podcast make sure to hit me up at dj raven 216 if you guys have missed out on the podcast this week um you can go ahead and find me over at mixcloud today i am multi-streaming on a new platform that i'm going to be talking about to you guys in the next couple of minutes so i want y'all to go ahead and stay locked in with that um you can go ahead and find me at DJ Raven 216 on Mixcloud, Facebook, Instagram. Also, you can find me on Discord. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I always that I'm getting used to. Um, the debut of Kick that's going to be on this evening, Sunday night. So make sure to follow me at DJ Raven 216 from there as well. There's like a whole bunch of stuff that. Yeah, that I've been working on um, 
new multi-streaming, new uh, new multi-servers for like DJs and stuff like that, so I can move around a little bit better. And the multi-stream is so much better. I don't have to pay up no more money. I'll give you details upon that in a second. But behind all of that, I have a little bit of news because I've been super busy just DJing every fucking where as it is now. So let's give you a little bit of a rundown of why I haven't been showing up. All right. So here's the deal of what's been going on with me the last couple weeks. As y'all know, two weeks ago, pretty much, or no more than about two weeks ago, I've been doing a couple of DJ events, and plus, I was dealing with St. Patty's Day with being with a whole bunch of drunk people and covering a couple places. So that's why I've been out. So I haven't had the chance to do two updates for two brand new controllers that are out today. Um, we will go to good old Mojax about that one in a minute. Uh, most recently today, and it's pretty much important that this be talked about, when um, when I saw this on Mixcloud recently, I'm news- using a new multi-streaming than it is using my um, stream, instead of my stream, um, stream aid cam that I usually am using just to multi-stream and stuff like that. I'm using this new program called Grammarphone. Now, it makes me record and stream at the same time while, you know, I'm doing all this stuff. So I'm debuting a little bit of new technology to the twist to the show. So I want to make sure that it's working perfectly, stuff like that. I did like last week ago, just to double check and see if everything was working, anything was off, everything was clear, clear as day. So I will give you details upon that in the next DJ session of when we going through all of our videos and stuff like that. Yes, I got a couple of new music um, things that I wanted to go ahead and talk to you guys about too as well. Um, I'm hoping that I get back on DJ City sooner than later. So hopefully that will happen no sooner, no later of what's going on. Um, Streamlabs has been like a good product for me to just stream off of but with gramophone like i can actually literally work my hand and work around not just a whole bunch of shit but you know you like to work with your hands on a lot of stuff that's going around you know so you never want to um hold yourself over to new technology that can help you you dig what i'm saying so it's pretty much important about that also, um, I've also been busy. I'm getting ready for my next DJ competition, so can't say where just yet until you know they release the details and stuff like that. But once those details get released, you will have to find me on Instagram at DJ Raven two one six underscore. Um, that's DJ. That's underscore DJ Raven two one six underscore to find out all the information from there. Because I've been in Hyperbog Chine Chamber uh, training for this DJ competition. So I want to try to win this one. Um, What else does not need to be brought up? Um, I have been going through a lot of like crazy, just like crazy things that's been going on at my, my job site and stuff like that. So simple shit that, you know, that motherfuckers would get on your nerves and shit like that, you know. 
you got to keep in mind that everything is not for the weak or anything of what the heart is you dig what i'm saying we're not perfect in this world by no means of the stretch so i'm just here to say that just to let you guys know that it's gonna be important to where that people are gonna pretty much judge you at every turn that you go will go into no matter if you're in a workplace and stuff like that or what were you going through it like personally it's just that sometimes motherfuckers is just gonna try to try to change you or try to test you and some shit like that in my last previous you know video that i was talking about that shit for um what else i was going to say before we move on it's important that i will do that dub this and say this personally one of these days when you get challenged with adversity and people don't care you're gonna learn how to walk away from a situation and be like fuck you i'm out i can't deal with your bullshit when i'm not dealing with mine you dig what i'm saying and to not to just be slander and then just to throw out the scent of what's going on i'm just i'm at a place now to where like i'm tired and the thing is like i'm tired of all the bullshit i'm tired of uh, all the necessary stuff that we that we go through like like i'm over it and i'm trying to be the best guy i can not to tear up a fucking situation right about now but at the same time it's gotten to the point to where what's the point but i will say this because i don't want to put bad messaging or spill vibes upon like the streaming <laughs> from the streaming standpoint from both twitch and mixcloud today because i'm streaming on both there's a way to how to handle how to handle yourself and how to handle everything else in between but alas not everything is not for everybody I try to be the best version I am and try not to let my anger, you know, oversent my family and stuff like that. But sometimes I just was like, like, no, I wanted to try to see if this one goes well. And then I saw some things I wasn't supposed to say. And then I was just like, all right, I'm done. My hands need to be wiped from this and it, it needs to be done. So that's where I'm at. That's how I'm feeling. And hopefully if... If I can call back the people that I need to call back and things start working themselves out because I had literally had an interview with a couple people. So hopefully things will work out. But I have been mad busy. I'm looking forward to telling you all about all the good news and what's going on. But of course that doesn't go without saying stuff of what's going on. You have to keep it a little bit of a secret, but it is what it is. This is the In The Shadow Podcast. Make sure to hit me up at DJ Raven 216 um, So today, we're going to go ahead and just talk about DJ shit this week. So we got two controllers that came out this week. And literally, if I, if I can go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and start pulling up all the stuff for the streaming side. Because I want y'all to get hip with this new thing that I got going on right now. now. 
So I'm gonna pull up the information for you guys right quick. And while I do that, I'm gonna explain to you what this new streaming platform is. It's called Grammarphone. Now, when Mixcloud put out the most recent stuff that they usually do for DJs, it's like, all right, well, I'll go check it out and see what, what the deal is. I'll tell you one thing about Grammarphone that's very important that y'all need to understand. This piece of technology for like DJing and live streaming and stuff like that, this outbeats virtual DJ by miles and stuff like that. And to really stream the way you need to stream it, it talks about like the biggest platforms that you want, TikTok, Bandcamp, Facebook, Bandlabs, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and a new website I've never heard of before called Boomplay. So I have to check that out later on. Basically, you could be your own streaming radio station, but on multi-platforms and stuff like that. So you can do it like on two, three like streaming platforms, as you can see what I'm doing. So today, we're going to go through a little bit of the video and what of what they're talking about today. So if I can go ahead and uh, I'm going to try to see if. I can find a video for it. Hold on one second. Because I thought that was going to be like the most important thing I needed you guys to listen to about. And it's very important that you guys like look at the video and stuff like that because it's really dope. So let me see if I can pull up their video right quick. Give me two seconds. All right, here we go. Yes, to give you quality music, quality sound, and just a great time with vibes. Hope you like it. My mind's been moving crazy lately. Been having thoughts about this. Basically, they show you how like how to stream and stuff like that, and how everything else you can multi-stream, multi-talk, all that other stuff. Don't know it's Cassie Wright, CJ number that's with DJ M's and Free Flow Studio. We are live here on Gramophone. Make sure you are tuning in. You can hear the audio is just nuts. I told you that I am the boss. Ain't no rebuttal, no energy with ya. I'm the one calling the shots. All of these enemies, so some insanity. Welcome to an hour of storytelling, sneak peeks, new songs. You can literally like welcome. Stream off of Ableton people. Logic and is, Pro um, Tools and all that other stuff. Own. Okay. Like, Gramophone was like really dope to really use. So, let me see if I can pull up the high quality one. Hold on. 
Oh, no, it's just the same video, just that. Hold on. So let me see if I can pull up the video from here, from the video feed from here. Let's see. Let's see if I can pull up the video feed from here and see if it'll play from here. All right, let's see if we hey, can go through. Welcome to Gramfoot, with one-stop live streaming app for DJs, radio, music producers, musicians, and more. With Gramophone, you can stream audio from any source you'd like to any platform you like with visuals, a camera feed, but most importantly, high-quality audio. To get started, all you have to do is choose visuals for your live stream, an image loop, or a webcam, and then select where your audio is being played from. In this example, I'm going to live stream my DJ set from Recordbox. So I'll select the stream from DJ software option, go into Recordbox, and select Gramophone as my output. The built-in audio capture means you can instantly stream live music in the highest quality without any additional software or hardware. As soon as I start playing music, Gramophone instantly picks up the audio without any complicated configuring or rewiring. I can select how I want to listen back or monitor the audio during my stream by clicking on the monitor option here. Once I'm ready to go, I select the platform I want to stream to and click start stream. It's totally plug and play and that's all there is to it. Now, if I'm in producer mode and I want to live stream some beats, I'll go back and select stream from my DOM. Then go into Logic and select Gramophone as my output. Now the sound coming out of Logic is being captured by Gramophone ready for my live stream. This time, I'll multi-stream, and stream to Mixcloud and Twitch at the same time. Hit start streaming, and you're live. Gramophone is a lightweight application, which means you can run it on the same laptop you're playing music from, without any lagging, delays, or performance issues. Let us know what you're going to stream next. Hope this was helpful. And that is like the most craziest fucking system I've actually, at least streaming-wise, I've been working upon and dealing with here's the thing now I've used the program at least two times so far and so far has been more clutchful than anything but with them promoting the whole entire thing for like the last two years I think you have to literally buy the system and stuff like that but so far I've been very pleased with using this system and as far as multi-streaming goes like it, it's very fucking fun to have so basically like it depends on pricing so let's just call it what it is if you want a multi-stream it's going probably gonna cost you a grip right now over at Streamlabs, now keep this in mind um there's cost like about 20 bucks just a multi-stream well you know 20 bucks is enough more than a kick in the bucket so far their stuff has been free so far so I'm not prejudging on anybody that says anything else. I'm just saying. So I made the suggestion to go ahead and um really to be honest with you guys, like if you really want to DJ and multi-stream, this is what you're gonna get. And Gramophone has really been the most important thing that I've used so far that has gotten me through certain clutches that I've never been using so far. I've managed to multi-stream without having you no know, incidents and stuff like that. Yes, it needs to be more updated, more just because you know it has grab my my system has graphics and stuff like that. But on one side of the coin, you know, it'll, I, I haven't really did a do, uh, full deep dive to it, but 
definitely gramophone is going to be one of those things that y'all need to really get hip on um secondly if you go through the technology like it is like you have high quality of streaming on both platforms so far i'm streaming on um actually streaming on twitch on one side and streaming on mixcloud that i haven't been streaming on for quite a while on the other so it's actually more informational that y'all can see both that i can see both chats at the same time so actually very important to actually see that um so basically i will be getting into more detail about gramophone sooner than later so definitely that would be one thing that i will be talking about sooner than later all right you guys so it's time for me to go ahead and we're going to do a back-to-back episode of beat source tech and we're going to talk about the two controllers that everybody's been talking about the rain four first things first we're going to talk about that first and then and then we'll talk about the newest controller from pioneer dj the ddj xl f10 so so first things first we'll talk about the go ahead and let dj mojax talk about the rain four first because really it was basically the most and anticipated controller that was supposed to be coming out and let's see if the sound card makes us wait if not then we're gonna go ahead and we'll talk about the other brand new controller that was really really sneaky leaked like it was pioneer dj xl the i mean the fl um 10 so let's go ahead and let mojax take over this is the end of shadow podcast welcome to beat source tech my name is mojax and today we are returning to a product which i made a first look video about all the way back in December of 2022. It's been three months since then, but the Rain 4 has finally hit store shelves and is available to buy. So the question we're asking today is, was it worth the wait? Very quickly, for those who haven't been following along, the Rain 4 is a four-channel controller for Serato DJ Pro. It unlocks the full version of that software and is focused around really taking advantage of the recently added stems feature from Serato and is the first hardware to be designed with that in mind. We knew a lot about the 4 when I did my first look, but there was one piece of important info that we didn't, what it was going to cost. Well, now that it's hit store shelves, we know that the street price is $1,700 in the US. Putting that into some context, it's 300 bucks less than the Pioneer DJ Rev 7 and 200 more than the Rain 1. So whilst it's certainly up there in the highest echelons of controller pricing, I think that's perfectly reasonable. There's absolutely $200 of extra value packed in here compared to the very popular one, I'd say much more than that in fact, as long as you're okay with static jogs instead of spinning platters. Getting into those platters, they are of course controversial. Rain has been a company primarily associated with hip-hop and open format DJing for a while, although they have a long history in the house and disco scenes too. And so seeing a new device from them without spinning platters was a shock to many. But I'll reiterate what I said in my first look. Rain aren't dropping spinning platters in general, they've assured me of that. And it's important to remember that static jogs are actually much more popular when it comes to unit sales across all brands. That might be a bit of a chicken and egg situation, but it's still a fact. I know plenty of DJs in my life who have been working professionally for 20 odd years and have never used a spinning platter in their career, especially here in the UK, where turntables in venues haven't really been a thing since the early 2000s. Which now keep this in mind, 
Now the Rain 4, it kind of looks like more of a toy, just, just from my perspective, but hey, the jog wheels do look a little flimsy, it didn't look like it was like a real like turntable like the ones I got for like the Rain 12 MK2, but just an opinion here, but moving on. Which means that Rain expanding their potential market to include those who prefer static platters is really a no-brainer. All that would be moot if the platters on the 4 weren't good though, and thankfully they are. They use capacitive touch instead of being mechanical like CDJs, which is not generally my preference, but the responsiveness here is right on point, and the lines on the top surface give them a vinyl-like grip under your fingers. They're a very healthy size at 8.5 inches in diameter, with the tops being almost identical in dimensions to the control discs on the Rain 1. The side edges with their 1200-esque strobe dots do look a touch out of place on platters which don't spin, but in terms of ergonomics they work nicely for pitch bending. When it comes to how the jogs respond when cutting and scratching, I'm a big fan. There's none of the heavyweight feel found on some other platters from the InMusic stable like on Denon DJ gear. Instead you get a nicely light feel which lets you control your music with ease without being uncomfortably loose. I've seen criticism from some that the feel is a touch too light for them, and I can understand that. For me, they are pretty much perfect, but it would have been nice to see a tension adjustment for those who have differing tastes. In the middle of the jogs are the displays, which offer a wealth of information. There's a full-colour overview waveform, time, remaining or elapsed, pitch, pitch range, BPM, beat jump and loop values, a playhead indicator with a timeline running around the outside, and it tells you which deck you're controlling. There's also a very obvious indicator when you change decks. It's bright and clear, although things are a touch fuzzy from some angles. I think that relates to how far the actual display is from the top surface, but overall I have no complaints. And if it's info you want, well, there are more screens, nine of them in fact, and those are all monochrome OLED displays, so they look great with super deep blacks. There's one in the middle for the effects and menus, with lots of options for setting up the four exactly as you wish. And then there are four more above each set of performance pads, which we'll look at now. I want to take a closer look at these pads on here, because if you're looking at a pro-level Serato DJ Pro controller, you're probably familiar with the pad modes within the software and what they do and so on. But this, thanks mainly to these eight OLED displays, four on each deck, actually kind of brings something really new to the table with that. Firstly, we can see I'm in hot cue mode right now, and we've got my cue point names. So obviously I've named these to that and I can jump around to those and that's really kind of neat in itself immediately so if you use cue point names you're going to love this I don't generally use cue point names because they're only on my laptop screen as a rule but here this makes me think maybe I want to use cue point names so that is fantastic we've then got pitch play so we double tap that puts us in pitch play and we can see again we're taking advantage of these screens tells you the root note and then semitone up and semitone down and so on We've also got a third pad mode on that one as well. We hold shift and hold hot cue. That is a user mappable mode there. So you can mini map that to anything within Serato DJ Pro or other software you're using alongside it, maybe sound switch, something like that. That's a useful third mode on there. And then we have roll. So I've got beat jump enabled in Serato DJ Pro. So there's my beat jump controls and you can see the text is actually lining up with that. So it's telling me where I'm jumping and the beat value and so on along with your rolls up the top and we can adjust the parameter and you can see again that's updating so I know when I hit that roll that's a one beat roll that's a half beat roll again this is something you don't always know without looking at your laptop screen as a rule which is fantastic saved loops again so a double tap we've got saved I don't have any saved loops on this track but your saved loops will appear there as well then we've got sampler and this again awesome you can see according to which bank you're in like this bank has got no samples in it this one has got all of these in there 
Not only does it show me what's in each sample bank or each sample uh, pad, but it also scrolls to show you as well when you first go to it. That's fantastic. You know, again, the sampler, sometimes I get lost. If I have multiple banks on the go, then I don't know what's on there. I don't know which one I'm going to hit. And it, this is brilliant from that point of view. And likewise, Scratch Bank as well. Double tap. We've got Scratch Bank. And again, with the titles of everything in the Scratch Bank. This is just, it levels up the pads in a really significant way as far as I'm concerned. Stems, we have a dedicated stems pad mode. So you can see vocal, melody, bass, drums, and then the vocal echo, instrumental echo, instrumental breaker, drums echo, etc. Again, so not only are you getting the colors from the pads telling you what's going on, but you're also getting this text and their OLED display, so it's very clear, very visible. And finally, double tap on that one, slicer again. So it's just a really, really nice way of working. So that's all cool, but then there is another layer to this as well in that you also have split pad modes. So I can, for example, if I switch to hot cue, hold down hot cue and press roll, I've now got the top row of my hot cues there and I've got the bottom, I've got the top row of loop rolls. And we can do that with hot cue and sampler, for example. So hot cue and sampler, now I've got hot cues at the top, top row of samples at the bottom. And it works the other way around as well. So stems, for example, the hold down stems and hot cue, now I've got stems at the top and I've got my hot cues at the bottom. That's so this is just... That was interesting from that Rain, uh, Rain 4 controller because now if you can actually have the controller literally by itself by you by let's just say you have the the high cues up top and then you have the stems down the bottom basically you can literally you can literally dj just by one pad without even scratching at all but that's the pain ass with that one but that's just an opinion and that's just a preference but that's just me saying that it's a really powerful way of working combining these pad modes together on the one set of pads what you can't do, as far as I can figure out, you can't do a secondary one. So I can't do scratch bank and then hot cues. I can't do save loops and then hot cues, for example. That won't work that way. It's always just the top layer. But hot cue, roll, sampler, and stems, you can absolutely do any of those in any combination that you like. So I could do sampler and roll. I could do stems and roll. I could do stems and sampler. You know, so whichever way around you want it to go, you, it's easy to work out the logic of it, but absolutely, this is a fantastic feature, which I'm always happy to see on Serato DJ Pro equipment. One final note on the pads, they are proper MPC style pads. Akai is another in-music brand and they feel great. They're large, responsive and bright enough to be clearly visible in most environments. Pulling back to look at the rest of the hardware, it's just typical rain. If you've used any other recent rain gear like the 72 or 70, the 12s or the 1, you'll know exactly what to expect here. Solid metal construction all round. Combined with the large size, the 4 is almost 31 inches wide and 16 inches deep, that makes the 4 fairly substantial to carry around. But at 18.25 pounds, it's actually a lot lighter than the smaller rain 1, which weighs in at 23.5 pounds, and that's down to the platter situation. Certainly the 4 is easily portable if you have a soft case big enough. I took it out to gigs in one without issue. Sound quality will again be familiar to those who've used other recent rain kits. Cirrus Logic 24-bit 48kHz DACs with 32-bit processing make for a clear crisp output and the 4 sounded great to me on both studio monitors and venue sound systems. There's always something about the voicing of rain gear which seems to give a little extra oomph in the low end and I find that very pleasing. 
Looking at the connections, there should be enough for most pro users here. There are two mic inputs, both with XLR and jack combo sockets. Each has its own set of controls, with mic 1 on the top panel and mic 2 on the front. They both have a dedicated level control and 2-band EQ. I know some would prefer 3-band, but I'm cool with that. And mic 1 has an echo too, adjustable in settings. The preamps sound great in use, with my only note being that I could use a touch more gain for studio dynamic mics, but with SM58 style mics you should be just fine. The microphones can be sent to the USB output for streaming, as well as to the booth and headphones, or not, depending on your requirements. The outer two channels, 3 and 4, can be used with external inputs, switchable between line and phono level. The phono preamps are decent enough for playing some vinyl through, and you can even use the inputs for DVS if you have that Serato expansion, although the decks would be rather far apart for my taste. Now keep this in mind, also, this controller is so unique with the Rain 4 that you can literally, if you can use an effect on there, like you can literally use an effect like on the microphones and shit like that, so keep that in mind as well. Some of these connections be be off the chain it was already bad enough that rain for always takes a step above than anything else but hey that's just just sound quality this is just featuring this is just creative create creativity at its finest but preference by the way output options are on point with master out on balanced xlrs and unbalanced rcas and there's a hardware mono stereo switch plus there's a booth output on balanced jacks with its own level control juice is provided via an internal power supply with an iec socket always my preference and finally there are two usbb ports for connecting to computers I'm very happy with the queuing system on the 4, each deck has an individual queue button, there is a queue master blend knob and a physical split queue button. Output is loud and clear and there are both sizes of headphone jack, nothing more to ask for there. Moving on to the controls, I was pleased to see that Rain have made great use of all the space available to them on the 4. There are tons of controls on here but nothing feels cramped, with one possible exception. To the left of each deck are the transport controls with a massive play pause button, awesome, but then above it is the Q button which is like a third of the size. As this is a static platter device you'll probably be using that button a lot and I'd have much preferred that Rain make that bigger and made the sync button which is not one anyone needs to press often much smaller. Besides that though things are truly comprehensive. Besides the pads and stems controls which I'll get to, you have a dedicated loop section, key adjust, pitch bend which I love, a full size accurate pitch fader, pitch range button, browsing controls on each deck, sensor and slip controls, and a beat jump section with a rotary encoder and a pair of buttons. There's even a quantize button above the mixer, which seems to often be missing from Serato hardware. One thing which people missed on the Rain 1 was a sampler level knob, and that's present and correct here, although you can assign the sampler to channel 4 if you want even more control. With many of these also offering secondary functions on shift, I really feel like Rain have gone above and beyond to offer DJs every control they might want here. And there was only one thing missing for me when I first tested the 4, Silent Q. That's a feature in Serato DJ Pro which I use very often in conjunction with stems, so I was disappointed. But in the final release firmware, the company have added the ability to swap sensor to Silent Q in the menu, which is how I had manually remapped it anyway. As far as I can tell, they really just did that to make me happy, so thanks for that Rain, it did. There's really not much to write home about with the EQs, they shape the sound well and are spacious.
Focus or indeed the up faders, but it's worth passing comment on the crossfader. It's one of Rain's Mag 4 units, as found on their recent battle mixers and the one. It's a fader I've spent a lot of time with and I'm generally a fan. It retains the slight angular shape of the cut-in which is traditional to Rain faders and it feels great in hand. On the 4 you have cut-in distance adjustable in the hardware menu and the ability to also adjust the tension, although you'll have to remove the fader panel to get to that. Clearly. You can solve this puzzle, your IQ is one four. The app is called Two Dots. Big part of the whole idea behind this device is to allow you to use stems in, in different and new ways, which we've not seen before. Now we have the traditional, I say traditional, it's only been around a few months, but the regular way of working with stems in Serato DJ Pro, which is to use a pad mode. We have a dedicated pad mode, drums, bass, melody, vocal, can all be muted from the top. And then we have the stems effects below. So if we jump a bit further in the track, we can echo out the vocal, echo out the instrumental, break the instrumental, and echo out the drums. So these, if you've been using stems in Serato DJ Pro, you'll be familiar with those right by now. So that, that's pretty standard. The problem with those is you can't do them at the same time as like a hot cue. Even with this split pad mode on here, which is great, you can't do the instrumental echo or whatever and a hot cue at the same time because you just don't have access to that. So here on the Rain 4 we do have these instant stems buttons over here. So instant acapella, instant instrumental, just always at hand whatever pad mode you've got rolling, just they're right there and you've got those on a shift layer as well we can do the instrumental echo and the vocal echo. So that's very, very convenient. That's the thing, it's all about convenience there with those. They're great, work really well, but we can go one step further. Now, there's something that you kind of need to bear in mind when you're gonna do the stem split feature, which is what we're gonna look at now, is that it's gonna put it onto this channel as well. It's gonna split it into two parts, vocal here, instrumental here. So if we want to avoid any change in the audio when we do that, we need to make sure that everything's kind of lined up and the same across the two channels. So your parameter for your loop rolls, etc., needs to be the same. Your trim controls need to be pretty similar. Your EQs need to be in the same place and the faders in the same place. And then if I hit stem split, you shouldn't really hear any change to the audio at all. So now it's doubled it across, it's instant doubled this track over to deck three as well. We're in dual deck mode here. So if I hit a hot cue, both aspects, both of these channels now are jumping to the same place. And if I use the platter, they're both scratching at the same time. If I adjust the pitch up and down, if I do a loop roll, they're rolling the same. If I do slicer, they're both slicing in the same way. So these two decks are basically as one right now, but they are separate so we can do more with it. Here's the interesting, here's the interesting thing about Rain. When it comes to, I'll say splitting and creativity and just the stuff of their product, just the out of controller. Let's 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 call it what it is. If they was able to make a real mixer with the ones with the 62 and the 64 and the 72, if they were able to make an 80 or 90 series, the sound card's gotta be gotta be unbelievably high. And plus they need a CPU power that needs to power the whole entire fucking mixer, so 
this is just a prediction. I because I, I knew that this was going to also happen too. I think before the end of the year, they're going to have a brand new mixer with a sound card that's going to be unbelievably super high, super ridiculous with a CPU that's going to go into it with a screen that will that will mesh out everything. But I will say that Range is going to be the one big dog in the mixer in the mixed world that's going to be probably the biggest thing. So always keep in mind of what's going on. Controller wise, you know, you can always have fun with the shit, but this is just out of opinion and this is just out of me saying this because i'm just flagging myself as a creator of dj that i see this shit more times than anything else but this is just for preference don't, don't forget like the controller um for what mojack says it's 1799 dollars, so yeah, a little bit too much bang for the buck uh <laughs> Uh, for me, I think it shouldn't have been like more of like 1,500 under that range. But for all that creativity, that's just out of preference for that one. Um, as we switch over to the next controller, the the new rumored Pioneer DJ DDJ FLX10 is supposed to be all one new controller that's supposed to be literally ridiculous and literally like a new thing. So, literally, I think Pioneer usually be the second to what Rain is. But let's just say it's not here or there. Let's go ahead and let's continue on forward with the second controller. We're going to talk about that today and in the Shadow Podcast of this controller this week. Welcome to Beat Source Tech. My name is Mojax, and today we're looking at the latest addition to the Flex line of controllers from Pioneer DJ. And this one is for the pros. Let's start with the basics. The DDJ Flex 10 is the latest addition to Pioneer DJ's Flex line of controllers, which started with the Flex 6 and Flex 6 GT, and was recently expanded with the lower-priced Flex 4. What is this telling us? Well, it seems that the company now have two distinct controller ranges on the go. The Rev models, with battle-style layouts and effects controls, and the Flex range, which has a more CDJ and DJM or club-type feel. If you think that's confusing, it's really not by comparison with a few years ago when Pioneer DJ would habitually release two entirely different versions of a largely identical controller, one for Rekordbox and one for Serato. Which was indeed the case with the two devices which the Flex 10 is ostensibly replacing, the DDJ-1000 and 1000SRT. Released in 2018 and 2019 respectively, those two were indeed practically the same hardware with different software support. Looking at pricing, the Flex 10 is a little more expensive, running at just under $1,600 street price in the US. This is $300 more than the 1000 and $200 more than the SRT, which in these inflationary times seems to be quite reasonable to me. Yes, it sits in the premium price bracket for a controller, but compares well with equivalent devices from other manufacturers. I'll be honest, I was a little concerned when I realised there would just be one version of the Flex 10 for both Rekordbox and Serato. As annoying as that dual versions thing was, the truth is that both software platforms have their own quirks when it comes to layout, features and workflow, and that can lead to some compromises. The Flex 6 and Flex 6 GT are prime examples of that, thanks mostly to the lack of any hardware effects. Those are really quite disappointing when it comes to their Serato mappings. So let's make it quite clear here, right from the start, whilst the screen printing gives away that the Flex 10 is clearly a record box first device, the Serato team have worked hard to make sure that users of their software don't feel shortchanged when using it. 
One big advantage they had with the Flex 10 was that it includes a serious suite of hardware effects built in, so software effects didn't need to be adapted. Pioneer DJ have always been some of the best in the game when it comes to hardware effects and things are no different here. I'll give you a quick run through now. We have the regular sound color effects first of all. So these are very familiar to any Pioneer DJ users. We've got dub echo, we've got space, we've got crush. Pitch, noise, and a combo filter. Then down here we have the beat effects. So we have low cut echo, where it just affects the mids and highs, which is my choice always. Regular echo, multi-tap delay, spiral, reverb, transform, Enigma Jet, Flanger, Phaser, a new one called Stretch, which I've yet to work out a great use for, but there's potential there. It's kind of emulating an old time stretching algorithm. Slip roll. Regular roll. Mobius. Saw. and Mobius Try. So as you can see, the hardware effects are great. There is more to them related to the stems workflows on here, which you'll see shortly. And indeed, let's move on to the big new feature set on the Flex 10, which is for the first time on any Pioneer DJ equipment based around stems. Rekordbox hasn't even had stems or part separation as they call it until now. And there's good news and bad news there. The good news is that the stems workflows they've developed are interesting and creative. The bad news is that the stem separation in record box itself is not great. It contains a lot of artifacts, there is a fair bit of bleed between stems, and it just isn't up to the standards set by Serato or Virtual DJ's 2.0 release, especially when it comes to vocals and drums. Here now keep this in mind that this is their first time that Rekordbox has went into a deep dive into stems so their product is way extremely more different they're more based on club and more about library so for them to just start doing a deep dive on this I mean, this is like their first product of that of them coming up with stems so keep this in mind too like it, it's not for everybody it was you know everybody has a dedication like when virtual dj started with the stems that's when everything you know everybody started doing that shit when serato took it over is this more of like this more of upgrade man you can go ahead and you can do it on a doll you can do it on it, it, it fucks with people where right? i have that so for record box to be last to the party you know it's kind of disappointing but you know every company has its way of you know looking at shit so just keep that in mind where when you when you're working with record box it's like more of more oriented um more oriented around library more about lighting and stuff like that so it's more of like a graphics type of thing so just keep that in mind here's a quick comparison keep in mind that this track has proven to be a challenge for all of the software i've put it through but still the difference is pretty obvious you'll find the temple that i've been shagged on around around we go round around we go you'll find the temple that i've been shagged on around around we go round around we go in the little dress, I don't know how you fit it. 
With a strap in front and nothing in the back In the little dress, I don't know how you fit it With a strap in front and nothing in the back now keep this in mind they're doing like two of the split ends of the uh, dj software so when you see them doing the um the stamps on both sides it definitely shows from record box standpoint yeah like the stamps is not all the way all that good and to just keep this in mind that you know in when you hear the bleed in some of these damn things it's not going to be all the way perfect and for them to do the deep dive on this and you know, this is their first time really diving into the shit, so it's like they gotta find whatever avenue that they went into than them doing this. So keep that in mind when it comes to record box stem workflow. So theirs is probably nice. totally different from whatever the perspective is, and not everybody's gonna have the same type of um response to anything else you know um because their workflow is probably different so let's move on and let's see if Recordbox can really see see if their workflow is going to be totally different dog wheel the most obvious way to work with your parts is with the three active part buttons at the top so i can mute the vocal mute the instrumental and mute the drums. There is an option in Recordbox to switch that to a solo mode. So if I hit vocal, it will cut the other two, but you can do two at once. So I don't think that's entirely necessary. Certainly I wouldn't bother with it because you have the ability to do multiples at the same time. What I love is the fact that you've got this jog wheel illumination telling you which parts are active. So if I go just to vocal, the jog wheel illumination goes green, red for instrumental, and blue for drums and it combines them together so if you have multiples you get this kind of fade so now we've got this kind of pinky purpley color because just those two are active so i love that instant visual feedback and it's really obvious at a glance just looking at the controller what's going on with those so yeah overall that's very very smooth indeed no issues with that whatsoever the next thing we can do is what Recordbox called part instant doubles. It's a bit like stem split that we've seen in Serato DJ Pro elsewhere, but not quite the same. You have options again, being Recordbox, you always have, you always have options, right? So in Recordbox, you can choose. You can either do it across, so from this side over to the other side, and we could choose deck two or four to do it to. And that means you've got an extra deck, perhaps three on this side. So if I'm playing something on number two, I want to do the in part instant doubles, I can do it to number four and that works fine. What you don't have then is the ability to do the dual deck mode, which you do if you're going up and down. So I would typically choose up and down as my stem split mode or my stem instant double mode in record box. And it's an option there in the settings. So I've chosen that here. But if you want dual deck control, you have to actually enable that. So we hold shift, press the deck select button. Now you can see the deck indicator is flashing. That tells us this side is in dual deck mode. So whatever I do with one, the same will happen with three. So let me change over. That's interesting as hell. And there's nothing loaded right now. I'm gonna hold shift. I'm gonna double tap vocal. And that has brought over the vocal from deck one over here so now deck three that's just the vocal on it that's very deck interesting one, as hell that's never been done again, that's very interesting as hell from the jog wheel from the actual the uh, buttons 
And this is in dual deck mode here because it is flashing there. So I can scratch them together, I can hit cues together, I can loop them together. So if I want them locked, which I often do when I'm doing this stem split kind of thing, then that's the way to do it and it works really well. As I say, if you go left to right or right to left, you lose the ability to do that dual deck mode, but it does maybe free up another deck. It's just dependent on your personal choice, your personal workflow. Now keep this in mind when you see the like the the dual deck side of like you you lose one side to where when you're doing like the split ends and stuff like that you gotta gotta complement it with like a track to where like if you're doing you're gonna do like the split end on both sides you're gonna have to use like some pile of like deck three and deck four to where the really like use as the recovery of like to blend in another song you can blend in like about four five six songs if you actually really wanted to right and quick would be losing that goddamn mind over some shit like this but seeing record box workflow this is actually very interesting this this workflow is definitely different from uh virtual dj stuff then um definitely a difference between serato's uh workflow it's totally different to see record box coming in with a workflow that you could do this and flip this and to lose a dual deck with stems and using as in between like most of their stuff that's very interesting so that also y'all need to be sure to keep that in mind most of those streams and stuff like that don't always flow through as a dj usually everybody's so more traditional than it is technology wise but it's all it's all good faith and good fun and shit like that. Not, nothing's not ever easy. But moving on. Of course, if we want to then split these up and do something different with them, we just hold shift, take it out of dual deck mode. If I go to deck one or deck three. And I've got the ability to do that. I can jump around in this one. Very, very smooth indeed. And if I'm coming back to deck one and I just want all my parts back, I'll just hit that button there and we are back to where we were. So it is a very advanced way of working. You kind of have to think about what you're doing, but I really like it. It's, it's smooth on here. And say options are always good. Love having that. So there is more we can do with the parts though. And this is one reason you might not even want to, to do part instant doubles. You might not need to do it because if you're just looking to add effects onto a particular part or stem on a track you have the effects part select over here so let me take off drums and instrumental i'm assigned to deck one here and let's do a low cut echo just on the vocal <laughs> or let's do transform just on the vocal now that's interesting on the drums and the instrumental. The vocal is unaffected and plays on. That is interesting as hell, because then very, you can usually use a beat and mix that in there. Indeed. And it doesn't just apply to the beat effects. It also applies to the sound color effects as well. So whatever I've put over here. So let's do dub echo just on the vocal. 
a pitch just on the vocal or just filter the vocal. So this is what I mean, like you have this ability, so you may not even need to do like the part instant doubles, the stem split stuff. If you're just looking to add effects to a certain part or a certain stem, you can do that here. The other thing with record box as well is that the pad effects, the way things are rooted, this FX part select also works on the pad effects too. <laughs> That's why they're so goddamn good too. Let's go back to where we've got some vocals. Flanging the vocals. That's what they're always dope for. So yeah, everything, all the effects on here are rooted via the effects part select, which I think is very, very neat indeed. So that's most of the ways of working. But there is one more, because what we're seeing here is the ability to swap your EQ for ISO. So all we do, hold shift, and press the Q button, you can do it on a per channel basis. So I'm now in part ISO mode. And this reflects what's up here. So drums on the bottom EQ, vocal on the mid EQ, and instrumental on the top. It's not my preferred way of working with stems. I like the ability to access EQ and stems at the same time, so I don't want to lose my EQ. But lots of people may be coming from other software, might be familiar with that way of working, they might prefer that way of working, and it does work incredibly smoothly. It gives you ability to boost a bit as well. And I just love the fact it's so accessible. So turn it off now. We're back to regular EQ. Shift Q and it's there. And it flashes the Q button to tell you when you're using the part ISO mode. So again, you know it's there. So as soon as you touch that EQ, yeah, it's going, oh yeah, you're in that mode. So yeah, a fantastic addition to the lineup of STEMS features on here. Absolutely superb. It's very interesting of like seeing that whole entire controller. That means Pioneer is way more ahead of the game than it is than what it is. But their STEMS, their STEM packaging is just not beating. Is definitely not beating Virtual DJ or uh, Serato at this standpoint. Because this is just out of opinion and. It <clears throat> This is just out of opinion. If you don't have the, um, what the hell is it? If you don't have the, uh, a certain software, not even that software, but, um, if you don't have the graphics card that helps you in the end, Jesus Christ, I'm going to say this again. When it comes to graphics card, it's going to be very fucking important. With that graphics card and with all the upgrades from both Serato and Virtual DJ, like, record box is right behind a ball right about now. So they're working on some of the stuff, some of the stuff right now as it is. But out of opinion, like I said, it's by choice, not by everybody else. Like I said, each software is dedicated differently. Um, you got Serato DJ that's more of on the premium side where Stems is like that's their main kick. While Virtual DJ is more of like they want to keep up with that same type of thing, but more they're more on the streaming side, like more of music based. Then Rekordbox is more about lighting, library, you know, magic music and stuff like that. So 
every DJ software is totally, totally different. But that's just my opinion. That's just my taste. And that's just how everything, how I look at it. But from what the controller looks like, it that's like way more of like premium work than what I saw. So it looks very daunting, but don't be daunted by what it is. You got to have fun with the fucking controller. But that's just out of opinion. Moving on. Oh, shit. When it comes and when it comes to these commercials, it'd be a pain to ass when you, when you gotta go through stuff like that. Pain to ass, we gotta skip ads. As I said, the stems workflows in Serato DJ Pro are pretty similar. There's a couple of things of note though. Firstly, you know, if you're coming from Serato DJ Pro already, you'll be thinking, where's my fourth stem? Well, in here we've got drums, vocal, and instrumental, and that combines bass and melody together. So you only have three instead of four. It all works the same up here. You have the color mixing on the jog wheel as well. And again, you can do two at once. You don't have the option to change to solo mode, but as I said, I'm not really fussed about that anyway, because you can do both at the same time. If you are missing that fourth stem, if you do some stuff with bass and melody separately, you can replace a pad mode as you do with other Serato DJ Pro hardware. So I've replaced loop roll there. And then we have all four stems accessible here. And you can see the jog wheel LEDs are also changing with that as well. So we still have access to separate bass and melody and we have the stems effects controls down below which I make a lot of use of in Serato DJ Pro so yeah that option is open to you if you need it otherwise again fairly similar when it comes to the effects all the effects work with the effects part select so I can do an echo just on the vocal you hear just the echo tailing there on the vocal and the same thing applies with the sound color effects as well so they've rooted that in much the same way as they have in record box the only difference is there is a pad effects mode on here which is great but that applies to everything the effects part select doesn't apply so obviously the routing is slightly different within the controller for Serato DJ Pro these do affect the entire track but otherwise yeah your FX part select all good when it comes to using the part instant doubles or stem instant doubles there's one restriction you cannot go completely on one side so I can't double from deck one to deck three over here there's no way to do that so I can't make use of the dual deck mode even though that is available as an option because I can't double that way I can't use it what I can do it's a bit more convoluted but I can send it across so left to right or right to left on either deck so I could send it to deck four over here so I can do let's put the level up shift double tap the vocal let's go back to a section where we've got vocal shift and double tap the vocal and now that's done that so we have instrumental over here vocal over here and because I've instant doubled they are automatically synced but if I want to do the dual deck I can do that now I just go to deck three and it's flashing so it is in dual deck mode and I just do an instant double across and now I can stop this one now we have this both decks are completely synced. So if you do want to do the dual deck mode splitting, yeah, that's an option for you. But you can also just send it left and right and then they won't be completely synchronized together, but it might free up more decks for you. So overall, 
yeah, the stems work flows with Serato DJ Pro pretty much the same. The only other thing to mention is the stem EQ option. So hit that. Firstly, the construction style of the Flex 10 is largely in line with the DDJ-1000 and other earlier Pioneer DJ controllers. Some might not like the quite plasticky feel of the build, but it's a proven design style at this point, undoubtedly durable, and I like that the Flex 10 is pretty lightweight. At just under £15, it can comfortably be carried one-handed in a soft case by those DJs who go from gig to gig with their controller. It's also not crazy huge either. Pioneer DJ have squeezed a lot into the Flex 10's 28-inch wide body without making things too cramped. The only thing I'm not a huge fan of when it comes to the design is the super shiny sections on the top panel. They look good at first, sure, but are absolute fingerprint and dust magnets, which can make the Flex 10 appear a little bit messier than it ought to if you aren't on top of keeping it clean. One thing which always drew people to the DDJ-1000 was the CDJ-sized jog wheels using mechanical, not capacitive technology, so the feel was much more like the club standard CDJs instead of other controllers. And thankfully, not only have those been carried over to the Flex 10, but they actually seem to have been improved a little. The responsiveness and feel is pretty close to the current flagship CDJ-3000s. Scratching and pitch bending on them feels very natural and comfortable. Pioneer DJ have used a similar platter edge design to that found on the Flex 6, which I can give or take. I don't think it looks quite as nice as the CDJ design, but it works just as well. And there's even a tension adjustment so users can dial in the exact amount of resistance they prefer. I distinctly remember when the DDJ-1000 dropped, just how impressive it was to see such large and high quality jog wheels in a control. And of course, someone would call, call in, yo, you're alive on the podcast. What up? Hello? Yo. What are you talking about? Um, I'm actually talking about my DJing and stuff like that. I'm actually live on air. <laughs> What's up, oh. man? when people want to call yeah and at such a comparatively low price and to be honest i feel no less excited about seeing them on the flex 10 a highlight of the device for sure on a related note the fader situation is great too the up faders are standard long body types but the cross fader is one of pioneer dj's magville units and it performs really well with a tight cut and short cut in distance it doesn't have the precise adjustability of one of the magville pro units on the company's battle mixers but if you enjoy cutting things up the flex 10 will still absolutely do a great job the full-length pitch faders are on point two with no center click and a pitch reset button close at hand that's generally my preferred setup and the accuracy from them is great Connections next, master out is on balanced XLRs and unbalanced RCAs, plus there's a booth output on balanced jacks with its own level control. There are two mic inputs, one on a combo XLR and jack socket and another on jack only. They have separate level controls but shared two-band EQ and the preamps will be decent enough for most users. Overall, the mic section is solid, if unremarkable. Power is delivered by an external 12-volt power supply with a barrel connector. This is never my preference, I'd always rather see an internal power supply and an IEC connector, but it's understandable on a device of this size. There are two USB ports for connecting to computers, and things can be switched over on a per-channel basis. I'm delighted to see USB-C ports for both. As I keep saying, I know some people aren't fans of that, but I love it myself, and I'm glad Pioneer DJ are continuing to push the DJ market towards USB-C. It's been the standard in other technology fields like Pro Video for a long time now, and I don't see why DJing should lag behind. The outer two channels, 3 and 4, can be changed to external inputs via a pair of RCA sockets switchable between phono and line. 
This enables those channels to be used with DVS control and I tested that on both software platforms and it worked great. When it comes to playing vinyl through it I wasn't sure what to expect as the phono preamps on the 1000 were okay but not exactly amazing. But having tested the Flex 10 with a couple of different cartridges, whilst I don't think the preamps are up there with say the company's A9 mixer, I'd be perfectly happy playing the odd vinyl set with it. One thing I will note, the beat and sound colour effects work really well with external sources and unlike the competition, Pioneer DJ do include automatic audio BPM detection even on devices of this nature, so beat synced effects on say your records won't involve endless tempo tapping, much appreciated. The sound quality in general has been elevated over the previous generation. Some folks found the 1000 to be somewhat lacking in the sound stakes and whilst I was fairly happy with it in context, there was definitely room for improvement and that's been well executed here with some solid spec upgrades. As with the Phono preamps, I don't think the Flex 10 will be challenging the A9 or even the Opus Quad when it comes to overall audio fidelity, but the quality here is comfortably good enough for most professional situations where you'll be using such a device. And with that, I think with everything was else was going on with all of that, I think that that whole tire flex uh, DDJ Flex 10 controller is going to be one, one of the more premium controllers that people are going to really actually talk about and i think it's just probably going to be my opinion by the way i think that's going to be like one or more doper controllers that i think is going to be more house hitting than anything but the same street price is just you know over like 1600 so i say hold hold out both controllers look very interesting but i say hold out till then Everything else is going to be totally different. Um, this is the In the Shadow Podcast with your dog, DJ Raven. We're going to go ahead and go into the music section of the whole entire thing. I got two for you guys today. Of course, Baby Metal came out this week. So there's a certain song I want to play for you guys today that I think is very interesting. So um, from their new album called The Other Ones, I think it, even though it's like 40 minutes, it's basically pretty good to listen to. Um... Metal Kingdom, that starts off the whole entire thing with a bang. Divine Attack is their single. Mirror Mirror is their second single. I think their third single is going to be a split between Motochrome and Light versus Darkness. Because that's just my opinion of what the third, you know, what the third single should be from their album. But it's only short. It's only like about 40 minutes. But I will play Light light and darkness because i think it's actually pretty dope of listening to that one so we're not gonna run it through too much just because of copyright shit but um i wanted to at least play this for you guys for today and we'll go on the rap side right after that so we're gonna go on the rock side first then we'll go on the rap side next this is the indie shout out podcast with your dog dj raven let's go ahead let's get into it
that was baby metal with light and darkness right here on the in the shadow podcast uh make sure y'all go ahead check that out for this week um that was actually pretty good um new releases by the way so hip boy came out with a whole entire thing called surf and drown and this i think is another compilated album and it's actually pretty good of a compilated album and it's hooked up to uh, actually instrumental so i might have to buy that out um literally the next day so i'll probably buy that out today um quando rondo's out hunko is out um y'all not hip those like all new rappers and stuff like that so y'all need to go ahead and check that out but we'll go to quando rondo because i think it's just more of like that speed of like where drill music and hip-hop is so that's where that lane is so in the first song that actually that I actually liked that actually stuck out to me, keep this in mind, this just sticks out. Um, is the song called "Cut You Off." It's actually more popular than anything else on Apple Music, so we're gonna go ahead and play that one, and we're gonna play that one. Um, so this is the Indie Shadow Podcast. This is Quando Rondo. Tell me it's my last time You don't call my phone no more and tell me pull up home now When I'm playing for too long, you should be my wife now I ain't worried about none of that, just shut up, bitch, and fight down You know I'm a fucking fiend Fuck bad bitch, yeah, I know I ain't When I met you, I seen the finest things Shawty jump up on it like a trampoline When I pull up, I'ma slut you out Eat your pussy, kiss you in the mouth You want a bag, I'ma rush it out You beefing, I'ma cuss you out All around the world, I'm still at your house Cause I can't find a way to cut you off I tried it all Find another bitch, my pipe lumps is soft And I got that pip on me, slut you out Nah, no, I can't find a way to cut Niggas you off Niggas talk that peace shit, I ain't no beat I'm a L, I'm a lover Turning off that trap, I'ma fuck her to usher Let's make a movie, baby Hit her on my iPhone and she let me save it Pussy water wet, she keep it waving She don't want no kids, but she keep swallowing, baby Told her I was on the way, so she went and saved See, I ain't really shit, I'm just glad that I made it Go ahead in that car, we done blessed the whole backseat Niggin' on the bird, got her running like a track meet Honey, I dash, shot it right dick like a ride of six flags When I pull up, I'ma slut you out Eat your pussy, kiss you in the mouth You want a bag, I'ma rush it out You beefing, I'ma cuss you out All around the world, I'm still at your house Cause I can't find a way to cut you off That was Quando Rondo with Cut You Off Right here on the Inner Shadow Podcast Um, very different Like I said, it's more of like in that you know how you have one of those solo songs and stuff like that that you, you try to listen to, but his lane is more of like in a drill, drill type of thing. It's like, you hear shit that's totally different. And he's not my best, you know, rapper that I always try to suggest, but it's like the thing that it always blends in. It's like some of his music blends in differently when he collaborates with certain people. And it always works for certain people of that magnitude. Not everybody has that same expectation of listening to them and stuff like that. But hey, that's just here and there what opinions are. 
And that is it for me for this podcast. Make sure to hit me up at DJ Raven Two One Six. All the information that you go ahead, you can go ahead and check out on B Source Tech with my man Mojax about those two controllers. You can go ahead and listen up for those. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at DJ Raven Two One Six. Um, that is underscore DJ Raven Two One Six underscore as well for TikTok and on Instagram as well because of the fact that you know most of my stuff has been compromised. So make sure to go ahead and um, check those out from there. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, you can check you can check out the replay on YouTube as well. The we uh, also the replay will be up on Twitch as well. I will be also streaming on Kick tonight. So make sure because the debut of the app is going up today. So make sure to go on that mobile app and download Kick today, and make sure to follow me at DJ Raven Two One Six. We will be streaming upon there. Hopefully, if, if Streamlabs or any of the updates will come up by the end of today, um, Gramophone Wood should be dealing with the update or custom made update. I will figure that out in time. Thanks to Gramophone for letting me multi-stream today, because. The product is actually friggin' awesome and it's free by the way. So make sure DJs and producers may please go check that out because it's important to y'all to listen to that. And that is it for me, you guys. All the information you can go ahead and check out from there is gonna be all on all podcasts from Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, um, iHeartMedia. You can check out all those from there. And that is it for me, you guys. In the meantime, between time, y'all stay safe out there. And I am out of here for this week's podcast. So I will see y'all in the meantime. And make sure to check me out at DJ Raven 216 See you later, you guys. I'm out of here.